We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning. Welcome to the Wednesday, January 4th edition of the Bart Winkler Show. Today's show will be primarily with Paul Emig and Grant Bills. That'll be a separate YouTube video if you want to check that out. But I decided I was going to talk a little bit of bucks on the podcast anyway. And since Giannis had a career high, why not go live and just talk about Giannis for a little bit with those who uh, want to. So I'll catch who I catch. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, the Bucks got a win. That was good. 123 to 113. Giannis had 55 points. It is a career high for Giannis. Giannis, 55 points, 10 boards, 7 assists, 20 of 33 shooting. Did not make a 3, but 15 to 16 from the line. So I think that is what a lot of people are excited about from that perspective. Um, the other thing that we want to talk about is the situation about the Bucks. If there's chemistry issues, I don't think there are. Corey says, I know this sounds silly, but I watched Bobby and Giannis like a hawk tonight. I don't think they high-fived once. Never seemed happy for each other. I don't want to get into that. I'll do the Coach Bud Presser part of this. Since I look so much like him, well, I uh, I don't really uh, understand my roster or ever try to figure out what's going on where. Uh, I just found out we have two Adetokounmpo's on the team. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. So, yeah, oh, that's Coach Bud. Jackson says, too shy of Red's record. Would have been nice to top that. Red's record of 57. There's a career high for 55, and now it gets into the – Annals with uh, Brandon Jennings, 55. So that's great. To what Corey said, I'm going to shout out Paul Henning quick. Paul Henning and I, I like Paul Henning a lot. On the internet, we fight all the time. I like him as a person a lot. Take-wise, we fight a lot. Uh, we used to do Save Our Buck shows back in the day. And then the Bucks were saved. He said something about all these rumors and stuff that Bill Simmons, not even all these, one dumb Bill Simmons thing. Paul's reminder was, we won a title two years ago. Let's not get all worked up about this kind of garbage. And I agree with him. But Bill can do what he wants. Uh, didn't the Celtics, did they lose tonight? They were losing to the Thunder. Yeah, 150 to 117. 
everybody's mad at the Bucks. I'm going to bring in Q. Everybody's mad at the Bucks for, you know, losing a bunch of games, but they've had all these injuries. Uh, the Celtics have no injuries, and they're losing. They let the Thunder score 150 on them. Where's the narrative about that, man? Somebody take a clip of this podcast. Here, someone take a clip of this. I don't know. There's rumors in uh, in Boston that, that things aren't going well. That's all I'm going to say. Have at it, Boston media. Clip that. I I mean, I like Bill Simmons, but I after tonight's performance, it seems like we we're just missing Drew. Like he didn't have a a big game, but it, it's nice to have a facilitator on the court again. Um, and whatever was said, it it must have gotten under Giannis's skin, putting up fifty five. Like in the second. Like, he had a great first half, but in the second half, he looked like a man possessed. Like, he wanted that game, especially after they brought it back close. Um, like, he just took over. And I, I guess I heard you talk about the Bobby and Giannis rumor. I, I don't – I couldn't find it online. So, I all, I, all I've seen – all I've seen is – and I should have been more clear about this, but all I've seen is Bill Simmons, 10-second, nothing. And then – uh, what was the account? There was an account. Buck's film room did an article about like, here's what it could be and put like nine different like. Okay. But somebody was saying that they've heard Giannis and Bobby and I got to go back and find so irresponsible by me, but that's all that I, I don't see. Oh, Oh, Joe says he saw Giannis high five Bobby. Well, his one assist to Bobby, he didn't even look at him. It was a no look. So we're there just going to fuel the rumor. There you go, man. <laughs> that that, uh, that it's getting bad in Milwaukee. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. It it. I wish I was there. I was invited to the game tonight. I, I didn't go. I wish I would have gone. Like that. I was that. I mean, ah, fifty five points. It's unbelievable. Like I just. It, it would have been nice if it was a double overtime game or an overtime game because he could have put up the the same numbers that your buddy Clay did yesterday. Or, yeah. um, well, no, Clay had 54. He had 54, and then Mitchell uh, had 71. Yeah, the 70. This it's like 71 because didn't Kobe's 81 was not with overtime, no, but he took 60 shots, but they also. Didn't they have him sit down after? All he I remember about Kobe's game was he took sixty shots, <laughs> but he also—I think they had him sit down. Like after after he broke eighty, they had him sit down in the fourth because I don't think that they wanted him to get to Wilt's one hundred. I don't know. I I have no idea. I don't remember that, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You might still be drunk from the last time I talked to you. <laughs> I. I was I didn't drink anything that day. I I was uh high on life. It was Okay. Yeah, it was just the green and yellow Kool-Aid. Hey, I think I might be going to the game Sunday. Really? Yeah, so that means uh you know the 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 is it so I'm like I got offered tickets and I was like, well, I don't know, I might have to sit I want to sit home and do my podcast, but I got to go to this game, right? I mean, you guys You, you should later. definitely go. Are you going to go with your brothers? No, no, and someone else, someone else. Well, um, I can give you shuttle recommendations. That was definitely the way to go. Uh, Matt in the Falls is in the little tiny box below 
getting antsy. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Matt. Yeah, I wanted to first. I wanted to say that I have also heard those rumors um, that the Celtics are having problems. Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum are fighting over um, an Instagram thought. I heard, and it's causing. That's very possible. So I've definitely heard that rumor, and I didn't start it just now. Um, great game tonight. Absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Total turnaround from Sunday night. Um, I feel like I'm watching like not even the same sport because it was so much better. Just having Giannis out there. I mean, obviously, he scored 55 points. Well, that was our big thing. I mean, and especially if you had tickets to both games or or one or the other, you could have either gone to the game on Sunday. Bucks Wizards. There's two games on the schedule. You can go on game on Sunday, saw a terrible game, and the Bucks lose and not care. Or you could have gone tonight and see Giannis put up a career high. So it's right. like, it's, it's well, you you found out if you had tickets to one of the two games and you're a Bucks fan, you found out very early what your luck's going to be like in 2023. Just, I feel bad for anyone who picks Sunday over today, but hey, that's that's the NBA. That's, that's awesome. the NBA. You, you buy an NBA ticket, see. you're rolling the dice. You don't know who's coming out of that locker room tonight. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. They just but, gave yeah. him a water bath. That's they awesome. Did? Yeah. Now, who gave him the bath? Uh, I saw Thanasis for sure, but I, I'm not sure. Look, it was more than one water bottle, so... Do you think that Bobby is trying to drown Giannis? <laughs> I I do not think that. I'm guessing it's not true. Like, didn't Giannis was the one of the big reasons Bobby stayed and took the pay cut? Like, why would Giannis would, and Bobby be fighting? This is so dumb. There's there's no reason whatsoever. Like, they're not. It's not like Bobby is like a contending talent that wants like more shine or whatever kids say these days but like they're not they're not even in the same level like not even close so what could bobby possibly be upset about like Giannis, you're you're too loved you're too great of a guy yeah there was a there's not been a movie made about bobby yet it's true he could just be jealous about that maybe i'll get on that i got time underdog you do ryan says uh Giannis has to dominate for this team to succeed no athleticism or pure shirtus on this team jeez what's wrong with me blah 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 um, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying yesterday. Like the problems are going to be on the court off the court issues. are not going to ruin Giannis just tweeted like last night Portis for the all-star game. So I'm sorry. I even, I'm sorry. I even echoed it. I didn't hear you say anything. You could just edit that out. Oh, thank you. I, I should you, go back and do that. It made for good fodder. Cause I was definitely like, what was this rumor? I was very concerned. Well, I was blasting this. Giannis or the Simmons rumor, and then I'm just like, by the way, here's another rumor. <laughs> I, I was just testing to see the limits of the pod. Uh, Jake Grayson, one for nine, one for seven from three. Yeah, this is a concern. I would say this is my biggest concern is you have Giannis, and the goal is to put shooters around him, and we don't have shooters. Ingles is good, but Ingles is going to be one of these guys that is good the nights he's good and is not good the nights he's not. And we already have a bunch of those guys. I think it's like at, at the end of the season, this is going to c- come down to Middleton and how he's playing. Because Giannis is Giannis. We know he's the best player. And Middleton was the missing piece last year. And he needs to step up and make his shots. It's not that hard to – well, I mean, I don't want to comment on how hard it is to make a shot during an NBA game. But uh, he's pretty good at shooting. So he should be able to make some of those shots. Um 
And I think that he is just the factor. Like we just go through the year and we have to get Middleton involved. We have to get him back from whatever stupid injury he's nursing and got to get him in the rhythm. Just give him the ball, let him take whatever shots he wants and let him figure it out and get back into full form by the playoffs. Ryan says, I was there. The only time Giannis was frustrated with the teammate was when AJ Green passed up a layup. He then passed to AJ the next time down. See, look how nice he is. I I feel like with with Chris, we just want to get him on the court. But if you think back to last year, how careful they were with Brooke. Um, like I guess it's a knee versus a back, but I, I guess I don't really mind I, I trust the the bucks um like medical staff to to know what to do and like it is frustrating especially like december was was probably one of the most frustrating months as a bucks fan in the last two or three years because usually december we're like running full force like destroying teams by like we're up 25 in the third quarter remember that one Um, night we lost uh on the wednesday before thanksgiving to the suns and everyone freaked out yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna be patient and uh, hopefully hopefully it's like a little reversal where we're we're good in the end of the year in April instead of in December, um, like the like the Packers. Maybe we didn't run through the the regular season like we normally do, but maybe we'll run through the playoffs here. Plus, we got so much time to figure out, but I hope they use that time. So I'm just gonna keep. Harping on what I harp on, play your young guys, find the chemistry on the court, and and find shooters. And with Middleton, I'm not going to be too upset if they rest Middleton for a while. But I think we want to know like what is going on. Right? Uh, do we have the right to know? I don't know. But we want to know like he came back and then now he's just not. Like what what was going on there? I want to know if he's going to be back in a week or two months. Yeah, it's it's the it's very David Bakhtiari of him where he comes back and then. Misses a bunch of times, so I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just remember having these same exact conversations last year with Brooke. So I like I feel like we can keep wanting information, but they're just not going to give it to us. So um, it was Thanasis and Bobby on the water shower. Nice, confirmed, great, confirmed. So uh, Giannis is a career high, and the Bucks chemistry issues are are quenched. It's over. Must but, have uh, been Aquafina. Is that what they sell there? Yeah. What's the water that sucks ass? Is it Aquafina? Dasani. Dasani Dasani's not water, though. It's like oil water. It's got a weird mouthfeel. <laughs> How can it be that bad? Oh, I've never tried liquid death. Is that, like, cool? I'm too old to even try to be that cool. Well, liquid death is water that looks like booze. I've only seen attractive people with it in their cart at the grocery store. So... Like it's either good or it's good to like pretend like you're cool. I don't want to bash on it. I don't know it, but I don't want to bash on it because they do sponsor some blue wire podcast. And so I don't want to bash on it in case they come sniffing my way. We're, we're a big hint water household. Oh, we did hint for a while. Hints good. Yeah. Except for pricey though, Q. It goes up a dollar a week. Every week I tell my wife, I'm like, what? It is now $19 for 12 of these. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple more. Joe asks, is Middleton pissed about no contract extension? Possible, I guess. 
uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Adam says, I remember going to the store at the start of the pandemic. Everyone was out of water except for Dasani. Well, yeah, I wouldn't give that to you. I wouldn't give that to Tim Shea's brother's dog. Do you guys know why Dasani sucks? No. Yeah, so they they put sodium in it because they brew it or they make it all over the world. And the only way they can make the water taste the same everywhere is to put like a little bit of salt in it. But then it just tastes like shit everywhere. (laughs) So why don't they just why don't they just put put water? Why don't they just tap water, sell it? Why don't they just come to Milwaukee's tap water is good. But it, it it's a Coca-Cola product, so they make it every, like it's all made locally or like near where they're they gonna be water. selling it. Where do yeah, they but get it, they want to We're getting way off track here. Products. Where do like where I don't do they know, make water? The water? I only drink water from the French springs. Yeah. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just telling you why they why it tastes bad and why they put sodium in it. <laughs> Well, all right, well, that's really all, all I got for, for the live food topics. Um, uh, yeah, I got nothing I else. I, derail Bart's sports podcast. Well, the rest of the show is uh, Paul Emig and Grant Bills with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great, great segment. Two great people. Yeah, so I don't. That's yeah. I'm just, but I wanted to come on and. Yeah, I mean, we, what else? We don't have guys that can get their own shots, says Ryan. I would mostly agree with that. Middleton is able to when he is healthy. What are you laughing at? Grayson can get his own shots. He just misses. You're reading for me. Yeah, I'm trying. Bart, I'm I'm basically an employee at this point. So, um, someone congratulated. Can I say that someone congratulated? Someone someone congratulated Matt's wife. That's true. They were. Yeah, I got a text, or my wife got a text. Like, hey, how did Matt get involved in the Bart Winkler show? (laughs) I was like, oh, I just call in every day. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but, but like he thought I was like part of the show, and I I suppose I am, but just well, as, you are just as a humble listener, and you know you gotta get you gotta get the feelings of the streets, and I'm on the streets, the mean streets of Menominee Falls, baby. Yeah, I'm gonna leave you with that part. I got a I got a video game date with my friend at ten okay. o'clock. It's coming up. Got to get ready. But uh, Kobe only had forty six shot attempts in that game. I don't want any slander against this dead man. So 46 shot attempts, 81 right. points. Not bad. Not great, but not bad. You two have an amazing night. See you, man. Thanks, Matt. Q, All good right. to see you again. Raptors tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be doing live after Raptors. Yeah, and I, I'm doing dry January, so uh, you won't hear from Drunk Q for the rest of this month. Well, Godspeed to you, sir. You're a better <laughs> man than I. <laughs> Look, it's already improving my complexion. Hey, hey, dry January means more time for Happy Place Hemp. Yeah, I, I was actually, I was actually gonna put in an order so I could be honest on dry January. So this is good advertising. Yeah, that works. So, thank you. Right. I'll talk about that in a minute here. All right, thanks, Q. See ya. All right, and thanks everybody. Just a quickie tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. Bucks. See, Rami Makloff is on a station. I think that runs the Kings. And he did a 15-minute post game one night. Remember Bucks Kings? And then I got him on later. So I feel okay about a 20-minute one. Plus, a lot more episode coming up on the podcast version. The mm-hmm, will be... <laughs> Was it? Wasn't the Packers-Vikings game in January? Yeah, Q. It was on New Year's Day. <laughs>
All right. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, we'll talk tomorrow after Bucks Raptors. Thank you. Again, career night for Giannis, his third straight 40-point game. That is some good stuff. Absolutely some good stuff. And thanks to Q, who leads right into, hey, if you're having a dry January, that is alcohol. Alcohol is liquid. Gummies are not liquid. Gummies are, well, they're gummies. They're good. And they help. They help me go to sleep. And again, the big thing is the experience that I've had with the gummies, the nighttime ones, the purple ones at happyplacehemp.com, Happy Place Hemp in Muskego, across from Maddie's, which is in New Berlin, across the streets of Muskego. It's in like a one of those strip mall kind kind of places ish. You go down a little thing, and then you go rip, and then you go. Ee. It says Elevated Hemp Solutions, and the window it says Happy Place Hemp. Or you just go to HappyPlaceHemp.com promo code Bart twenty five percent off your order. They help me fall asleep. I take them, and I'm like, I'm not gonna fall. Asleep. And then when son's crying in the middle of the night, because he likes to sleep with mommy and daddy in the bed. And I don't want to pass up those cuddles. He's three years old. I want to. Is it, is it cool? Do you, how, when do you stop cuddling your kid? Like you cuddle your kid at 10. I would think maybe. What about like 15? No, I don't know. Anyway, I want all the cuddles I can get so I can wake up from it. And then I bring them back in. Then we fall back asleep. Happyplacehemp.com, the Delta 8s, the Delta 9s, THCOs. I mentioned Tim's brother's dog. He's he's actually one of their best customers. It's just, he's, uh, he really likes that, that, the stuff they spray on his food or whatever. I don't have the dog. I don't. I just go based on what Shay says. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. 25% off your order. Um, I don't have an update on the big story in sports. Damar Hamlin. Again, I'm going to go to bed and post this and hope that he's okay. I got a voicemail from John on it. John and Franklin. Uh, I will play it. John and Franklin. Again, I had a really good one the other day. I played it and went away. He's talking about the Vikings. Uh, John just had some thoughts on this and about how, you know, I think Rogers actually had some thoughts on this. Like we understand, he said on McAfee show, Rogers said, we understand we're gladiators modern day. And we understand the risk we're taking. And we think about that all the time. And now this, was a ha- injury that happened in a football game, but as we've learned, this kind of injury can happen in baseball, can happen in lacrosse, can happen in hockey. Seen other examples of that, but just still, they are. This kind of injury doesn't happen if you're not playing a sport necessarily, outside of some crazy freak event. But even in football, they know that there's risk. And Roger says, "But it's my love to compete. It's my love to entertain, and obviously the the living is good." So. I, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be less people playing the sport and maybe any sport. But when you're okay with those risks, shouldn't you have the right? It's the same we talk about, like, if I want to put this in my body, I'm not putting it in your body. If I'm doing something that's not harming someone else, 
I don't know. Tricky. Always tricky. You know who did well with this? I thought it was Colin Cowherd. I wanted to see what he said. He was good. Shout out to Uncle Cow. Uh, here's John and Franklin. Carl's Place voicemails. Carl's Place. Carl of ET.com. Check out the link on my Twitter. They've got golf simulators. I know you have space. We just cleaned out a bunch of room in our basement. Although I could put a golf simulator maybe where that piano is since I don't play it much. But we just put one in our basement. I realize this part isn't on YouTube. Whatever. Um, and I, I mean, it's a perfect spot for one. Even if you don't like because I showed you the real big one on my video, they can customize it. If you have a little corner or a little nook, a little cranny, and you can swing a club, they can likely get a golf simulator in there. Carl of ET.com. Here's John. Good morning. This is John and Franklin. Some thoughts about last night. Prayers going out to young Hamlin and his family. I've been watching NFL football since the 80s. I remember the Theismann injury. Never saw anything like that. Not like what I saw last night. Real time, seeing Higgins turn up field, and it was a pretty violent collision. But we've seen a thousand of those. Um, Hamlin came in and tackled him, and then you saw him go down, and it, it didn't look good. It obviously wasn't. I found myself getting emotional watching this for, for a player I never knew even existed. Um, a player that was replacing, replacing former Packer, um, Micah Hyde, who I loved and hated to see leave us. Um, I watched a lot of covers of this, and I've heard some talking heads starting to criticize the NFL. I've got a different opinion, and I'm not afraid to criticize them, as everybody well knows. I thought this incident actually speaks to the training and equipment that is provided for an NFL game, the, the quick response of the medical staff to thank God, get his heart restarted, administering uh, oxygen to him. This was a one in a million shot to knock his heart out of, out of rhythm. It's amazing something like this hasn't happened before. I thought the NFL has done a good job with protecting quarterbacks, defenseless receivers, etc. But at the end of the day, it's a violent sport, and we love it. And there is a risk that goes with playing it. Any player could, their career could end on any play. Uh, but nobody expected to possibly end somebody's life. The good news is uh, we live in a free country. We can weigh the risks of our jobs and the compensation we get for them. And at the end of the day, we can determine if it's worth it. And if it isn't, you know, we've seen some players retire early for exactly that reason. Uh, we're all praying for you, number three. John and Franklin, always appreciate his uh, candor, his thoughts. And, again, uh, one thing that I didn't get out there was, John, come the Packers make the playoffs. I want to set – we got we to gotta talk live, you and I. I'll find a time and I'll record with you. Cause I miss our live talks. I love that you're keeping the voicemails going and I love getting them from you, but we got to talk live for sure. So we'll wait for the update on that. Uh, absolutely tough times. All right. We're going to take a break. I think. Yes. I can. Yes. 
Paul Emig and Grant Bills. Mm-hmm, coming up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And joining me now, everybody, is Paul Hemig of FoxSports.com. <laughs> it's and, 2011 uh, again. <laughs> better call Paul. And Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. I remember listening to Paul on the Bill Michaels Show, and Radio Joe had the Better Call Paul intro. It was electric. Yeah. I remember very well. I did like Joe. Joe produced that really well. That was great. Yeah, I mean, you just put one soundbite on top of an audio. It's, I mean, it's not like <laughs> it's not like he's Chris Tannehill down at the score putting down montages. I the last time I went on the score, they had a montage of like things I've said over the years about Rogers. Whoa! It was like, whoa! <laughs> Thanks. This is cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, just a humble brag that I go on the score sometimes. You got a montage. That's a brag too. Yeah, and you always fade out in a montage. That's very important. Always fade out in a montage. All right, so... uh, Grant, you get that reference, Grant? No, that's okay. That that movie would have come out like when Bart and I were like freshmen in college. What movie? America! Team America. Team America. Team Police? World Police. World Police. Yeah. That was like 2004. It was yeah, it was college for us yeah. old ass losers. That was uh, geez, uh, it's 2023. That was 20 years ago. Messed up. All right, you guys so look like you just graduated yesterday. By the way, you both look great. <laughs> All right, uh, you know everything aside, we'll talk some sports here of what we can. Paul, you are the quiz master, so quiz away. All right. Well, we didn't do this last week because of. Christmas and holidays and everything else. So there's been a, a gap in the middle. And so the last time, Bart, that you and I did the show, and certainly the tone has changed, was it three or four weeks ago since it was the two of us plus Grant? I think they were four and eight when yeah. the three of us last got together. And Bart, even when we got together two weeks ago for this segment, I had a 
I had a topic and it was let's talk playoff scenarios. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. And you were just like, what? No, mm-mm. We're, on, we're not doing this. Um, things have changed <laughs> pretty quickly. So here's what I just want to ask a very, uh, uh, this is like the most elementary question I could possibly ask, but I think we have to start there. The Packers are beating the Lions on Sunday and going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Well, I'll say mm-hmm. Uh, it certainly seems like they've already done it according to the way people were reacting on Sunday, which is fine. Uh, it was starting to feel like when the Bucks won game five, you're like, well, we're winning game six. <laughs> and, I mean, that, we're just – it's happening. And so this kind of feels the same way. It's at home. It's in prime time. Um, the Lions may have nothing to play for. And what I wanted to say yesterday was that is a testament to Aaron Rodgers. So I can – I can rip on Aaron Rodgers and I can say I want off this ride, but the fact that Aaron Rodgers is on the Packers is why they have a slight advantage um, in competition on Sunday night because NBC looked at it and said, we don't want Jags Titans. I mean, it's a play. They always take the playing game for the division. They have taken two seven and nine teams before Mm -hmm. in the NFC West or six and nine teams. They always take it. But they were given the choice of Trevor Lawrence, fun, Josh Dobbs. We just saw him in prime time, yeah. if you cared to watch, or Aaron Rodgers in a winner go home game. Well, what about the Lions? It don't matter about the Lions. Yeah, they might, they might, they might. But NBC's like worst case scenario. It's Aaron Rodgers has to win or go home. It's Aaron right. Rodgers in the playoffs. So, are you suggesting they, though that that's that that benefits the Packers? Yes. Oh yeah. expound on that. I'm not sure I'm there. Well, because they should be playing at the same time as the Seahawks. Sure, but why is that a benefit to the – because you're saying, oh, say Seattle wins and then the Lions – Seattle wins. Lions have nothing to play for. Right, but do you really – I mean, Jamal Williams, a guy we all know, is that really going to change the way Jamal Williams comes into Lambeau and wants to win? Like, Oh, it might might not – like, the guys – they're going to – it's going to be like a bowl game for them, though, where we're going to play, but – if, if we get banged up or if we get hurt or if I'm hurt coming into this game, you know, maybe I don't play. I got nothing to play. For. Oh, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with, I, I don't agree with that part. So you think the lines are just as scary with nothing to play for as with yes. something to play for? Absolutely. Ah, uh, no. I, I think wow. because I think, I think, well, let me expound on that. So I think it's a, because of Dan Campbell and who Dan Campbell is. And because the lions are who they are as a franchise. This, if they win, even if the Lions don't make the playoffs, so Seattle wins and then the Lions' outcome means nothing, they will get to be above 500. That is a feat. That is an accomplishment for yeah, the Detroit not, Lions. Not, not 30, they all found 30 minutes after that they're not in the playoffs. I just I don't think it will change the way the Detroit Lions, one of the worst, if not the worst franchise in the NFL, who has a chance to go into Lambeau Field on a Sunday night game, even if they have nothing to play for because the Seahawks just won, I can almost, I would almost say, like, does that make the Lions more likely to go for it on a random fourth down and say, screw it, we have nothing to lose. Like, this is a bowl game. Let's have no. fun. Let's just throw everything against no. the wall. Let's try goofy stuff. Like, no. I, I don't know if the Sunday night matchup part to me, the fact that the Seahawks are done, I, I've not yet come around. Maybe you can convince me. I'm, I'm open-minded to changing my thought process, but I, I'm not there yet. No, I, I can't convince you. You seem to be where you are. So just watch the game on Sunday after the Seahawks have uh, won, and the Lions won't be the same. I mean, I, I'm pretty confident I'm right about this. So, well, t- tell me. Uh, okay, so Grant, you were you were making some 
well head, head nods and and curious like question thinking faces. Oh, yeah. and Grant's a very like, Grant's a very good. Uh, uh, what's the word? Nonverbal cue. Um, yeah, on the YouTube, very nonverbal. Good. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, first, I want to piggyback off of Paul and then I'll diving board off of Bart and then I will give my answer. Paul, I think you're onto something in that it will affect the Lions less than it would affect other teams. Yeah, I still think I, I still think there's a drop off. I think if there's one team in the league that would play a meaningless week 17 game or week 18 game really tough, it would be the Lions. But still, even the Lions, I don't think will match the intensity they would have if they weren't eliminated from the playoffs. So I just okay. want to piggyback there. My diving board off of Bart is thank you for breaking down NBC's thought process, because as a man who has background in television and in radio and knows these things, I not something I thought about. So I appreciated that Bart. Thank you. My answer, uh, are the Packers winning? Mm-hmm. I might not even watch. I might use my time for something more productive. I don't know what the pack. There's no way they lose this game. We've seen not, this game a million yeah, times I know, I know. over the last 12 years. I never do. Bart curse is out. This is the I, Bart curse. I, I, I never do picks on my show. I don't bet. I, it's just, if you think that the Packers are losing this game, you must be new here because we've seen this game a bunch. They're not, they're not losing this game. And it's Jared Goff's small hands in the cold at Lambeau. Sunday night, Chris Collinsworth is going to be unbearable to watch. He's <laughs> going to be so deep in his bag. Lambeau's going to be exalted. They're going to be talking about it as this church of football. No, Packers aren't losing. No way. Okay, so the problem with what you just said, and I think you are mostly being 100% sincere, and then part of that was you were just being a storyteller, is yeah. uh, we are, we are as journalism graduates, and like we are narrative-focused. Our, our minds have been trained to focus on narrative and the storytelling nature of, like, you don't come this far to the final part of the third act and lose. Like, that's not the story arc. That makes no sense. Um, what are those movies called? The type of movies where, like, it's a... It's a uh, shit. Um, is it where the ending is negative like there was this movie um it's called life it was set in outer space and then they crash land on and you, you're supposed to think like the hero won and then it's a dark it, it's noir i think is the word i'm looking for oh um, noir here let me look it up i gotta google it real quick noir um it means like here no, no, hold on sorry pa this. pause the pod we're gonna re we're gonna rewind it no uh you oh it, it's uh, uh characterized by cynicism fatalism and moral ambiguity his film is uh, okay so yeah, it it doesn't end the way you want. It has an anticlimactic or like a anti-heroic ending. Um, so anyway, like the football part of it is harder to break down because the narrative makes so much sense. Where you don't come this far, being four and eight to eight and eight, and then lose at home on Sunday night to the Lions. And like right. the, thing, the thing I was thinking about, and I know that Rogers kind of sort of walked this back this week is when they lost in Detroit two months ago, Roger said, you don't have a season. You don't, you don't lose to a team like this. Remember that comment? Like you don't lose to a team like this. Like he was very much putting down the lions who at the time weren't a good team either. Really? Um, so I'm going to say, mm-hmm. the Packers win. I, I think they're the better team. I think the home field advantage in a game like that, I think even if Seattle loses, maybe I can argue that that puts more pressure on Detroit. Like, you know, like when you wake up Sunday morning and you're a Lions player, you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then you're doing your pregame warmup and you find out, wait, Seahawks lost? Jitters, jitters, jitters. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, each each player reacts to these things differently. Each person reacts to these things differently. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. 
the Packers win, and they go to the playoffs. I, I feel like we're talking about them getting into the playoffs. I feel like they're in – I feel like they've been in for two weeks. I felt like when they beat the Dolphins and everything went their way and it became pretty clear that they now controlled their own destiny, I felt like they had achieved what we were seeking to achieve. Like, they have been playing playoff football. They were playing playoff football. Yeah, this to me season. is the playoffs. Yeah, they're – They need to win. So, yes, they've been in playoff mode for a couple of weeks. This is this is just a continuation. I don't see Sunday as this crowning achievement of the last couple of weeks. The crowning of achievement was they were able to get themselves into this play. They, they earned playing playoff football the last two weeks. So I don't see this Sunday and then anything that may happen after. I don't see this as anything new. I don't see this as a new level. This is a continuation of where they've been. So what happens? what happens if – they're down 10 at half. Where's the collective mindset of Packer fan? Like, let me, let me, let me, before you answer that question, as Grant does, it's wonderfully, wonderfully perfect. They won't be. Well, they won't be. But okay, when the Vikings blocked that punt on, on this past, on the week 17, and they downed it at the one yard line, you can't tell me, like, I'll tell, I'll speak for myself. I was like, okay, well, okay, yep, that was, that's that. Like, blocked punt, Vikings at the one. Mm, and then, I knew we were going to stop them. You knew first and goal from the one and a half. It's a yeah. weird thing to claim. That's a, yeah. <laughs> That's opportunistic. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I knew. I was like, yeah, they're going to stop them. And then I was watching the game with my friends and like, they might go for 30 tonight. And then they went for 30 and I thought they might put up 41. Uh, so perfect. Well, I mean, what a, what a wonderful job you did in uh, ex- explaining that. But um, that was my LeBron. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I don't know. I felt like I felt like if they could stop. And well, Rasul talked about that after. He's like, once we stopped, and then we knew that. And that's ultimately where I am with the team is the defense. I, the defense. I mean, the Lions. I'm not going to say are more explosive than the Vikings, but the Vikings they shut down Jeff, Justin Jefferson to one catch. Uh, and who's, I think with, who's, who's who's they? He singular him. He's him. him. Well, I was watching one play and. uh Sometimes they would – so they would help Jefferson. I don't know who had this out here, but there was one play where Jefferson – it was Jair on Jefferson, and then there was another guy, like, close. And so what the Packers allowed Jair to do was at the line of scrimmage, you get contact. He basically just ran up, pushed Jefferson, and then was off of him. But there was another guy right on him. So the fact that – and this is this is what I was so excited about with this game is – the defense is good. I mean, the defense can be very good. It's something yeah. that I've been talking about for a while. The problem is Joe Barry, I thought, was the worst guy to run this defense or didn't understand the kind of players and people that he had on this team. Uh, I've been mad at Jair all year for some of the stuff that he does, you know, because he's been losing. But when you get Jair doing the gritty right away, and Paul Allen is the world's dumbest person. That's just a quick aside. But when you get him doing the gritty right away, where it's it, that was in Jefferson's head all day because he talked about it in the in the post game. Yep. Jair was quickly in Jefferson's head after Jefferson had a huge week one, and the defense fed off that. And I, I think that that momentum carries into the next week. So I don't, I mean, I can't even fathom them being down 10 in this game. Really, really ridiculous. Quickly. Can I can I trampoline off a Jair thing that you said? You're diving boarding, you're trampolining. Yeah, I, yeah I just think, slide off that take if you would. 
I've, well, I've said this throughout the year and I believe it to be true. Like number one corners are kind of psycho, right? They're a little bit nuts. Like that's just how they're wired. I, mm-hmm. I don't hang out in locker rooms, but like our guy, Zach Heilprin, who I work with was talking about it last week. He covers college pro football. He's like cornerbacks are the most confident group that you'll meet. So Jair is wired that way. I feel like you best maximize the way he's wired and you best maximize his personality when you allow him to play a game that matches that personality. Right. So yeah. if you, if you force him to play zone, he's going to have all this pent up confidence and energy. That's kind of going to waste. And if I were Jair, that would drive me nuts. Cause I want to get in someone's face. I want to play the game within the game. And I think the game plan on Sunday versus Jefferson allowed Jair to play the way that he plays best and to maximize all those traits. And that's what you're paying for when you pay a number one corner. So I feel like they got the most return on investment with Jair when they play him that way. That was a really good game plan. Well, and Bart, you said how Joe Barry didn't know what to do with these guys. Look at the difference in game one against the Vikings and game two against the Vikings, especially if you build in what Jair said after Packers Vikings game one, when he might as well have just thrown Joe Barry under the bus. It was like, I wanted to, they wouldn't let me. I asked, they wouldn't let me. I think there's been a couple instances this year, the Omari Rogers punt return and kick return situation and the Keyshawn Nixon part of it, where the coaching staff has taken far longer than I think Packers fan would like to realize what feels obvious that this should be well, different. That's what I pin on the floor. Like I don't, I, I pin the floor on maybe he's someone who doesn't want to be too reactionary, but he also like, you know, the boat's already underwater before he calls for help. It's like, come on, Matt. It's clear yeah, and, that you're and by the way, I someone, someone texted me over the weekend and said the Packers are undefeated since cutting Amari Rogers. So of the many strains of this, um, that would be one of them. Any other thoughts on this before I dive into a less? Well, it's, it, it's, it's January 4th, and we're talking about finally they did this thing with Jai. Like, I need to remind myself, it's not just late in the season. It's it's the end of the season. You know, <laughs> yeah. This is great. Like, good for Joe Barry. It's January 4th that we're talking about this. It's not week eight. So, yeah, so I, I think this- frustration is fair with it taking too long. Totally. Let me actually, I, I thought I was done, but let's talk through this because I, I don't have a fully formed thought in my head. So you guys can be my sounding board. I think Rogers has always had uh, this idea. And I think like we saw the past, like week one, Bart, after the Packers Saints week one game in 2021, where they lost what, 35 to three or something, right? Mm-hmm. The impression I got, and I said to you this at the time, I recall talking to you and Horvath about this, Bart on the on the air um which was i'm not going to pay attention to what the packers do in week one it, during the rogers lafleur era going forward and that was true again in 2022 it, it, it's a regular season game that counts on the records but it's not treated that way i think that rogers in particular has this idea that like the first half or the first even like two-thirds of a season are warm-up it's getting to know you like it's, you know, the class comes in and everyone kind of shares a little bit about themselves, but really it's not till the last half of the day, the last quarter of the day, the season in this case. So it's like, I believe he, he, I believe that Aaron Rodgers takes this, this extreme long view in team building and in, in chemistry building. And in like, we're not really who we are until December. And when you see this Matt LaFleur undefeated in December, record it starts to bear out to me and again i don't want to make make this one piece of evidence as like see told you it's not that simple but it has worked to this point it almost didn't work like rogers kept thinking okay like 
we're going to come around. We're going to come around. Okay, we beat Dallas. Now we're going to go beat, was it Tennessee? And, of course, they didn't. Yeah. Which, which especially in hindsight, is it's a, it's a terrible loss. Losing to the Jets at home. Zach Wilson-led Jets at home. Getting These are smoked. terrible. Getting handled by the Jets at home. Washington. I mean, there's some just terrible losses on this season. But, like, has it crossed your mind at all? And, again, I don't have a fully formed thought here. But, like, Rodgers, it feels more than anyone I can think of in the NFL – really takes like a, hey, September, October, and November are a pre-regular season, regular preseason, whatever you want to call it, because really we just need to be playing our best in December. It, it feels uh, like, I don't it, know. Because they put themselves – I mean, there was – there's no reason that they're alive for the playoffs. There's none. I, they, they shouldn't be. Well, hold on, though. Like, let's just play – they're playing – the Packers are playing their best football of the year. Yes, obviously. Yeah, but the, the hole they got in was so – bad they needed right. so I, much help and somehow they got it all and that what i think it rewards the bad behavior for bad behavior yeah they did get lucky because i think what rogers thought is that they would go into that dallas tennessee philly trio of games and like by then they would really have their act together and they proved that they didn't yet have their act together but if like who's more confident right now going into the playoffs a packers fan or an eagles fan the Eagles have what five more wins than Green Bay, but uh, Eagles fan. Why? Because they're way better than us. But they haven't played, and, and I know you know the quarterback situation. Yeah, well, is- that's it. And you're, you're, you can't you can't say like, well, the Bucks didn't have Middleton; they lost to the Celtics, and then be like, oh, the Eagles don't have Jalen Hurts; they lost two in a row. But there have been a lot of teams in football, in basketball, throughout sports history that think they can just flip the light switch back on, like the Brewers in 2021, where they were up by. 10 games going to September, they limped like, yeah, oh, it, it, this is a, they didn't have their quarterback, for example. I don't, I mean, you're just going to assume that Jalen Hurts just goes right back to MVP mode. Why wouldn't he? He missed two weeks. It's coming like off an injury. Week. He's coming off an injury. Like, look, I don't know. A, a magical regular season turns into a nerve wracking postseason very, very quickly. Like, and we know this with the Packers, when you get to, Christmas and they barely beat the Browns. They barely beat the Ravens. You're like, can we just get to the playoffs? And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think this Packers team is anywhere near as good as the Niners or the Eagles. Absolutely. But the way their schedule is planning out and the way they've you know already been in playoff mode for a month, that is really valuable. And that's something you need to consider. I don't know if it's valuable enough to make up for the talent deficit that the Packers have with some of these other NFC contenders, but it's, it's, it's substantial. It's meaningful. Yeah. I would like to say, and people have alluded to this or hinted that this or joked at this to me online, but they are absolutely correct about my level of confidence and my level of appreciation and uh, every compliment that comes with it since Rogers cut his hair. (laughs) I, I think that that I'm not, I'm not kidding. Uh, getting that haircut that he had. Look, even after Halloween, Halloween was so. Look, a haircut. I don't. I, I I need a haircut, and and not once you get a haircut. Like I, I think of during COVID when I let my hair go all the way, and I was an unserious person, and then I got my haircut, and I focused up, man. The haircut. Was the only 
it, it's it's whatever. It doesn't have to be your thing, but it was made way worse by the fact that he has to come out and put a ball cap on. Like it's not a it's not a haircut that you wear a hat with. It's a haircut that you style up and you leave it like that all day, and it's fine. You know, it it, it wasn't meant for TV. It wasn't meant for the sideline. It wasn't meant for a baseball cap. That that's the sin. The haircut is whatever. It's you know. No, Rogers yeah. Rogers haircut is is got a war of at least one. I would, I would, okay. Rogers haircut above win over hair above haircut. Wow. Wow. Is you that don't least get two to games? This, the Twitter clip. You don't, I don't sign off on me being connected to this publicly in a, in a space outside of your hard listeners to this podcast, but Fair. you can consider all factors in this turnaround and why not consider See, the haircut? Good for you, Grant. You smelled right away that Bart was going for the clippable part. And you're like, no, no, we're not clipping. We're not clipping wah here. I'm gonna ruin it. Yeah, that's fine. This makes it more clippable. <laughs> that's why you're he, actually he, not wrong. A, a promo clip where one of the guests is saying, "Don't clip this," is actually that's good. But then you, but then you punctuated it, Grant, by walking away. Yeah, you walked away. But I, then I might have ruined it when I sat back down because now we're going meta on the meta. So uh, you need to cut it off basically right when I sit back down before I start talking. Well, but this, I will this not, part makes it funny if you put. This I will in the not. Clip. I will not be using that as the Twitter clip. All right. All right. Well, we there's there's two different directions based on questions I have that we should pivot to, but I, I'm going to start with this one because we just talked about it and bart the answer is not allowed to be mm -mm, haircut that's disqualified the number one reason there's many reasons the number one reason the packers turned their season around the number one reason the the number one reason the packers turned their season around is Keyshawn nixon Mm -hmm, or mm -mm. uh grant i I don't know if I can say mm-hmm, it's the, but it, uh, let's say mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, I need to play by the rules mm-hmm, because I think it's not the only reason, reason, but it's the number one reason. You know what? It, it just might be Paul. So I'll say, mm-hmm. I think if Nixon is returning kicks, say like post week four, if he returns kicks against Washington, Detroit and the giants, they win one of those games. Yeah. Right. Because all of those games were so close and it's not just about, uh, getting a return for a touchdown, right? And I heard Bill Schmidt on on the Packers OT talk about it this on Sunday night. It's it's an extra 15 yards on a kickoff return that starts you with the 30 instead of the 15. That's yeah. an extra first down that yeah. the offense doesn't have to get. That's an extra fourth and one that you don't have to risk trying to convert. That's a huge deal, especially if you expand it over a three-game sample size, three games that they all should have won. They could have won if just one thing had gone differently. So I think just 15 yards of field position here, and of course, obviously, if he gets a score, that's a huge deal. But I also think because Packers fans aren't used to a good returner and we haven't seen a good returner in forever since the late 90s, maybe, we forget the impact that a return can have on the team. Right. And I, and I was talking to my buddy who's a Bears fan the other night and he watched Hester. He's like, oh my God, when Hester would crank one up, the offense would get extra juice. The defense yeah. would get extra juice to go out and force a turnover. That, that stuff is, is really, really tangible. And I think that helped supercharge the Packers, especially the defense. They were just playing, they were playing faster. They were hitting harder. So yes, I think it's a huge reason. And I hope in this little rant, I outlined a couple different bullet points. Why I think it's more than just scoring a random touchdown here and there. I think there's lots of reasons a good returner helps a football team. 
Bart, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, Keyshawn Nixon, number one, not the only, but the number one reason the Packers season turned around? I would agree with Grant and say, mm-hmm. I think it shows the team, like, guys that deserve spots will be rewarded in those spots. And also, Amari, it's not just about the 15 yards. It's a great take by Bill, but it's also Amari was costing you yes. yards and costing yeah. you <clears throat> possessions and mm-hmm. just was was bad. Just and the mood around every time you'd be, oh, well, we gotta go, we gotta go out here now after that. The Knicks and these these kick returns jolt you. I mean, yeah. the way it jolted that stadium, I, I it jolted me. Like one thing that I ended up scrapping from because I taped like a bunch of yesterday's show, and then it was about, you know. But then uh, one of the things that I wanted to make sure I said today was that brought me all the way back. Yeah. Me. As a fan, I am a lifelong Packer fan. I love and adore this team. And this year, it wasn't looking at them the same. And this will happen in any long-term relationship. I I know, I know I love you Packers, but I don't get the same twingy butterfly that I did the first time you went to the movies with me and I cut a hole in my popcorn box. You know what I'm saying? I don't get the same, (laughs) I don't get the same twinge on that one. (laughs) <laughs> but but th- this one did this this kick return was so buttery <laughs> it got me all the way it it it, it re- even, so if it did for me and i think it did for the packers too putting m&ms on the top of your movie popcorn bucket mm-hmm, or mm-mm. is that a curb reference Mm-hmm. Regardless, but isn't that a curb where she dumps the milk duds and the M and M's and everything on there? And it's just oh yeah, I didn't think it is. It was not intended as such, but yes, the milk. Yes, the milk. Yeah. And Larry, I think, was not having it. No, of course but, not. I don't yeah. really like popcorn. Well, popcorn's never a thing that I go out and seek. But then if I eat it, I you know I eat it all. I don't get popcorn at the movies. I get Junior Mints and a soda. You get Junior Mints? Oh yeah. It's the perfect movie candy. It's the yeah, perfect movie candy. Good take. And then Paul's got a popcorn machine. Bar oh, popcorn God. is different. Bar popcorn is different. Good bar popcorn is that's a different conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. So bar I bar popcorn I, over bar pretzels. Yeah. 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 Although I would rather have neither because as a total like germaphobe, it's like no no no. <laughs> I suppose. Well, I don't. No, no communal food. There's. A, I, I want. I want at my bar that I like. Think of Tim at McGuire's. I want to share finger food with the people I share company with at my bar. That brings yeah. me closer to my fellow yeah. patrons. Now, I'm not going into a random bar to do that. But at my home bar, if I were to have a stocking on the wall, for example, I want my fingers in the same popcorn as other patrons of that bar. That brings us closer. That's what makes a bar community a bar community, Paul. I'll take your word for it. I very much like to shower every day. I like to be clean. I generally think I'm a clean person. Sometimes, yes, I will have a mess around me, but I, you know, I generally think I'm a clean person. I was very conscious during the pandemic about not, you know, germs and wiping things down. But generally, I do. Germs are not something I give any consideration to. If I'm at a bar putting popcorn in, I don't even. Germs don't even cross my mind. No, not even for a second. Don't let me waste be door handles. You know, sometimes no. Sometimes for other people, if I don't wash my hands after I pee, which I may not need to if I didn't touch 
my ween. But I open the door, they're going to be like, uh, did he just touch pee on the door? No. I'll, I just don't think about germs. I'll go I, poop at Walmart. I don't care. Pee in the sink. I mean, it, it, at your bar, do what you do and don't worry about it. I agree. I don't pee in the sink at my bar. That's not, that was a joke. Don't clip that. Don't clip yeah. that. Mm-mm. To, to the, all the stuff about, yeah. I probably would be better off if I cared less about germs and door handles and everything. It'd be better mentally to not have to, but yeah, mm-mm. no, I constantly am thinking and for about as it. much anxiety as I have. That's what I'm surprised about that you, that that's, that that's not, not one of them. I mean, good for no. you. Good for you no. to not have to have that be one of your. No, I can't call a restaurant and order a meal to save my life, but. Germ. What do you mean? That's such a Gen X or that's such a young. Oh, on, uh, when uh, Stubbies had closed, you know, Stubbies on the east side. Anyway, this bar closed and I had $50 in gift cards there. Uh. So we're like, oh, shit, we got to use these. So I went online to try to order and the gift card code isn't corresponding to the website it wasn't so i didn't i couldn't talk through that process with someone on the other end of the phone so i had to have my wife call (laughs) (laughs) oh brother um no that's because because then they were gonna know that i was getting food because they were closing and i had gift cards they knew what i was doing i just uh, didn't want to just didn't want to do it uh, Grant, this reminds me of a conversation Bart and Chuck would have and hopefully we'll have again at a theater TBD in 2023. Mm-hmm. Bart will not send food back. If they bring him in the wrong order, he eats it. I won't either, for the most part, unless it's something I really hate. Like if it, if I order one kind of burger and they give me another, as long as like there's no repulsive cheese on there because I'm a stinky guy, I'll eat it. I, because yeah. I've been on the other end. I've been on the other end of that transaction. Yeah, ball. me too. Also, a if you're a customer... Person. Is there a customer? It's a great way to try something you wouldn't have normally tried. Yeah. Also, and odds are you're gonna like it anyway. Yeah, what yeah. if? What if though? Like you go to say a taco drive-through restaurant and it's just a disgrace. What's inside of said taco? Then well, what? that's that's just COVID laziness. That that's a separate conversation. But yeah, it, what has happened to our country? On, what has happened to America? There's not a bad item on the Taco Bell menu. And also, I I think when people go to restaurants, they need to be more liberal and loose about what they order when i go to a restaurant for the first time i will normally just ask the server and they'll be like i really like this fine get it love it bring it to me and if you mess it up i'll also eat it because you're doing a hard job right now it's harder in the year 2023 this this country wages a war every day on our service industry folks i've been on the other side i'll eat it thank you i'm sure it will be great again thank you i will eat it so i'm i'm with bart on this I'm also very picky. So like no matter what restaurant I go to, there's really like only one or two things I would ever order. I'll go, even if I went to the same restaurant, like six days in a row, I'd probably still get one of two items and not deviate. This is a me problem. Just to be clear. I don't Um, understand how frames like who goes to Taco Bell and gets the normal soft shell taco. Agreed. That's another (laughs) add ons to a meal that come with it. If you're going to go order, like a la carte <laughs> they're add-ons and in, in a way we're like i'll have a quesarito and a cheesy gordita crunch and throw three crunchy soft shell tacos in there just well they, they they like give them to you now if mm-hmm. you're not getting the doritos loco taco i guess i'm not a big fan don't like the mess but if you're gonna get that that's special 
the spicy potato soft tacos is different, Grant. Fantastic item. But if you just go order, I'll have three beef tacos soft shell, and that's your order? Why are you at Taco Bell? Yeah. Go to Super America and get some microwavable burritos because at that point, yeah, like, you're yeah. going there for the quesaritos and the enchiladas, the, and the, pre- the premium beer. items, as me and my friends call them. You normally get a premium item and a, and a couple value menu items. That's how you construct an order. Chuck just goes straight to the shit part of the menu. We'll yeah. have, a, have a broken, lukewarm beef crunchy taco, please. And then I'm going to post about it on social media, which I love. I hope he never stops. They probably, they probably don't know how to make the simple taco because <laughs> they don't have to. Do you think it's purposeful where it's like orders four tacos? What else did he get? Like we can use the ingredients from that. No, he just wants four <laughs> of the soft tacos. The very first menu item we came up in 1955 <laughs> and have found a way to create it and call it 30 different other things with flavor and substance. Yeah. He wants he wants just a few parcels just of that. He just wants tortilla. that. That's what the guy wants. And then when you add to that the fact that they all follow him on Twitter and so they enjoy the posts of seeing him complain <laughs> about the tacos. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Hey, this is Freem's order. He's the only guy that comes in here and orders just three soft shell tacos to go." We are just going to make these things as like slim as possible, and I can't wait to see the tweet. I'll have a, I'll have, I'll have four hard shell tacos, please, with meat. I, I want lots of meat in there, please. Don't short me on the meat, thank you. Check the drive-through. We need this. God damn it. Uh, good he should just get like five tacos and then combine it to make three yes. really good tacos. Yes, yes. And I always <laughs> love uh, how he jumps to this. Isn't one person having a bad day made my food. America is lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Frames. Frames, you gotta get on this podcast. Can we can we pressure Frames again? We were no, pressuring you know what, him though? pretty he, good. He's, he's for right two weeks. though. He's right. This is as great as the podcast is and the YouTube stream. This has to be bigger. This has to be this has to be a live event. <laughs> You can't give this away for free. Mm. He knows knows his value. I respect him for knowing his value. (laughs) Chuck will drive two hours at 3.30 in the morning to do a UWM pregame that no one listens to, but he won't do Bart's podcast. Like, Bart or Chuck just loves it. He loves the game. So why why is this too small for him? I don't get that. I just don't give it away for free. Bart needs to start a Patreon. That's what I'm saying. You get this, you get you get Paul and Grant for free. The Patreon gets you the Chuck episodes. Freeman's gonna cost you. <laughs> no, I I like the way I've been doing it now. I like I like sheepishly have opened up the stuff. Like the the I was on money. the other day and Zach uh Zach sends me 20 bucks. He's like, go buy golden chicken dinner. I didn't ask for the 20 bucks, but on my YouTube it says it's like, wanna give this guy money? With the wacky inflatable arm, two men saying with that money I do use to support the podcast. Yes, you do. I've heard rumors of uh, this equipment I'm using right now. This 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 software I get charged for. Okay. Yeah. So, in other words, mm-hmm, Keyshawn Nixon is the number one reason I agree. 
mm-hmm. that the Packers turned their season around. You know, one thing I wanted to say actually during the first question, but I, I think it's still relevant here. The Packers, I think, had a was it a two point four percent chance to make the playoffs a few weeks ago? It was two like one percent, two percent, somewhere in that range. And there were Packers fans, I think Tony in Texas among them, who were like, "They're gonna, they're gonna do it. Like they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it." Like despite all odds, I'm always like a for better and for worse. I'm a statistical analysis type of viewer of sports. When the Brewers, I think it was the twenty. 19 season the year after their nlcs run and it was september and they had like a two percent chance to make the playoffs and you know you're getting phone calls about tickets and you want to lock in your postseason tickets I'm like for what they have a two percent yeah. and then they made it and like you know so that's hard for me as like a two percent chance and you know i think back to the packers losing the nfc championship game in 2014 uh 99.6 chance of winning that game so i'm i'm always gonna in, in severe, significant statistical things, I'm always going to think, well, if 98% of the time this thing doesn't happen, I'm going to just, I'm going to go all in on that bucket. Especially when the eye test of a four and eight Packers team backs up the 1%, 2% chance of making the playoffs. So like how much of that Luca 60 point game, 60, 20, 20 game did you guys see like four days ago? Do you know what I'm talking about? Luca had 60, 20 yeah. and 20. I don't know how you much you watched of that. I went back and watched like the final, you know, five minutes of regulation and OT. The fans were leaving the game because the Mavericks were down like eight with 55 seconds. I didn't yeah, see yeah. what the statistical probability of the Mavs winning that game was, but it wasn't just like a great shot to end the game or some 60 point game. That game was over. Well, like two I, I have watched Oklahoma the other day. Right. But I mean, I have watched thousands of NBA games. Thousands, and I mean, it, it like it was my number one sport for many, 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 many years, and I would watch league pass. I still do, like, and that game was one of them. That game was over, like nine hundred ninety-nine times out of a thousand. That Mavericks game was over, and fans in the arena started to leave, and they missed one of the great historic comebacks ever. This has a very similar probability, and if you, Tony in Texas, or others who are just you know steadfast, and the Packers are coming back, they can do this. They can do this. Well, then you had more confidence than even Aaron Rodgers had because in his post-game press conference after beating the Vikings, he basically said, in paraphrasing slightly, that he there were times where he had to put on a brave face for the rest of the team because he was he – was, I think Rodgers said something like, I was steadfast in believing we could do it, but I was also like resigned to the likelihood that we weren't going to. Like that's well, My argument is – So even Rodgers my, – my, let me say – and then I want you to go. I'm saying even Rodgers had to be realistic – in doubting that this was actually going to happen. He didn't say it, he, but he, he felt it. And if, you know, if you had more confidence than even Rodgers did, well then kudos to you. But like, let's just be real about it. Even the quarterback admitted, Oh, like, yeah, of course there were times where I was resigned to the likelihood of it not working out this year. Sorry, Bart, go ahead. No, what it means is uh, you, it's not confidence. It's, it's hopium. You know, like I was saying the other day, if you thought at four and eight the Packers were going to still make the playoffs, you wanted you wanted to believe. There's no so when I said they weren't, uh, even though it was a, you know they haven't yet I guess, but even though you're like oh Bart you were wrong about this team all year, no nah, I wasn't I was right about them, and then things changed. I think to I know that's like twisty logic, but 
yeah. Let me let, let me admit defeat. Let, so. let me let me bungee jump off of what you just said. I, I think like diving our, board, trampoline, bungee jump. Our our morning show host Ebo, who I was on with the other morning, like big Packers homer, like always takes the homer angle, right? And he's like, "Well, I never wavered. I never gave up." It's like, okay, well that's that's nice, but I, I like I don't know if you were ever correct. Like you were being a fan who refused to you know lay down. But I you know the more I think about those long playoff odds, Paul. I think the biggest hurdle and the reason that number was so slim is because Vegas didn't believe that the Packers could win out. Because if you start looking around the rest of the league, it's like, okay, so the commanders need to lose two or three. That team is terrible. Their head coach didn't even know the playoff scenarios the other day, right? So we're we're, we're counting on Geno Smith and Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. Like, I think the reason those playoff odds were so long is because Vegas didn't think the Packers could win out. Well, so if the Packers had that gear switch in them and, and the defense started playing better, I, I think the, the playoff odds as slim as they seemed – got drastically better because the Packers were clearing the biggest hurdle to the playoffs, which wasn't the league around them. I think that it was always going to work out because you don't trust Geno Smith. You don't trust the commanders. But when the Packers started to figure it out, it became much more likely because the Packers themselves were their biggest obstacle for most of the season. Yeah, Bart, I just want to uh, – what bungee jump, trampoline, diving board. I want to um, – Repel. Repel off of what he uh, Well done. I want to repel off of what Bart said a minute ago. Bart, there's this quote. Grant, did you watch Parks and Rec? Mm-hmm. There's this Leslie Nope quote. It's one of my favorite all-time quotes, period, that anyone has ever said. And I had to look it up real quick to make sure I got it word for word. And someone accused Leslie Nope of flip-flopping. Mm-hmm. And changing your mind when presented with new information is not flip-flopping. It's like, oh, no, I, I learned something new. And I thought that she put it perfectly. So I'm going to quote Leslie Nope from Parks and Recreation. She said, well, because I learned new information... When I was four, I thought chocolate milk came from brown cows. And then I flip-flopped when I found out that there was something called chocolate syrup. Anyway, just end quote. Just to bring up Chuck, that's a fight. we That's that's something that, you know, we would butt heads about because I would think one thing. And then later I'd change my mind like three months later. and be like, No, you said this on this date at this time. I'd be like, well, yeah, but now I think this after what just happened. You can learn new information and evolve your thought process based on the new learnings that you've gathered. It's okay to do this. Everyone just please, it's okay to like learn something new and then don't be so, yeah. Bart, by the way, probably watched that episode of Parks and Rec live on his antenna for free when it was broadcasted. I did watch Parks and Rec live. I watched The Office live. I I knew, I I finished The Office live weekly yeah, four years before everybody discovered it, you Arrested yeah. Development Stupid. was another show you patronized early and often. Arrested Development was a four-episode finale on a Friday night. Fox buried it. Yep. I VCR taped it in my college dorm room. Same. We went out to the bar, came back at midnight. Me and my friend Scott watched it together at midnight. Yeah, so Grant, you-, you young prick. The Seinfeld I, finale, which I believe came out prior to Grant's birth. It probably did. I was at a soccer practice. I was 14, and me and my buddy, my dad was the coach. We said, Dad, we got to leave. We got to go home. And I went to Mike's house to watch the Seinfeld finale. I didn't do that. But when I Holyfield did. and Tyson fought, we rented Ooh. it as 10-year-olds. Or no, 12-year-olds. You paid like 50 bucks for it on pay-per-view? Everybody came over and brought a $5 bill. Nice. And we had Cool Ranch Doritos and sausage cut up. 
and uh, then we VCR taped it yeah. so that we could watch it whenever at our leisure. And that's the that's the biting one, right? The ear. Yeah. I you know it's funny. It's like I remember of all the m- important things that have happened. Right? Is like when John hey, Carpenter won the Millionaire for the first time on a Friday night. I watched it live with my parents. Is he the one that like called his? He finally used a lifeline to call the parents, at, even though he didn't need their. Yeah, I know the answer. I just wanted to tell him and I win a million dollars. One of yeah. the most epic TV moments of our time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I know. I know where I. I remember where Grant, I. Like, I'll stream it on. I'll stream it on Yolo Plus when I get. Shut a up! I'm not. I, like I used to. I used to tape things on VCR. I remember when the Packers went to the NFC Championship game in 2008 with Favre. And it was the first time in it was first time in my life that the Packers had a deep playoff run. So my dad's like showing me the way. He's like, "All right, we're gonna go to the store. We're gonna buy two VCRs, Grant. We're gonna buy two tapes, one for the championship game and one for the Super Bowl." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's good." So he would. I remember that. I, I'm not that young. <laughs> the fact though that your dad took you to the store when you were eight kind of might discredit your case of not being too young. Well, well. I was around. I remember. I remember the old landline. I had all my friends' homes numbers memorized. So you would did call. you really? Bart, Bart could. Oh, Bart could never do this. I would call and I'd say, "Hello, Mrs. So and So is Jack home?" And yeah. she'd go, "No, he's oh, not." I but he will my be soon. Girlfriend at the time at ten oh one, and the cutoff was ten, and Mister Spears yelled at me pretty good. Really? Do you think Bart? Do you think? Uh... Do you think Vicky Winkler ever listened into those phone calls from a different landline? Absolutely. Did you grab your VHS? You're such a douche. I got a lot I have to go through. This is a blank tape. I don't know why. Do you have your wedding tape? <laughs> no. I have a swim. This is the highlight I made for my senior year of swimming. Pause for laughter. I took a camcorder to every event and like taped and then made an hour long highlight video for our team. And I presented them at the end of our end of the year banquet. And the coach is like, and everyone's ready to leave. The coach is like, well, why don't we just put it in and watch a little bit? And we all sat there and watched the whole hour after a three hour banquet. Was it was it good though, or did people want to leave? As far as high school swim highlight films go, good as you'll find. It was as good as you'll. Wait, ever I, I'm confused. It was highlights. How did you record yourself then? Oh, I had other people record me. Okay, so you did everyone else, but then you had someone record you. Yeah, and then I used an independent study class to edit it together. Mm. Do you so I sifted that- through. 40 yeah. hours of swimming footage. Oh, do can, you we po- hey, can we post this on YouTube? Once I figure out how to get it off my VHR, PCR, I will post it on YouTube. This do is you where the money will the, come in. The younger generation for being able to edit video. Like editing video used to be. I resent TikTok, it's yes. Brilliant. But yeah, it's it's, it's so, so easy. easy now. Uh, I still use iMovie, mm-hmm. but some of the like, if it's okay, if I'm going to try to get a social media job, some of these people, what they can do on TikTok, and I, I didn't get into, not resent, I didn't get into it right away. So now I'm like old man. Hey, you want to? Hey, I, I, I can tweet a funny joke. 
well, can you like gloss up my video? And now I'm just going to be copying what other people do. That's all TikTok is. You find a trend and you just do your version of it and then it blows up. That's all it is. Yeah. I have another uh, topic for you, Bart. Grant. Sure. Let's right. go. This is a two-parter. So you're going to have to say, mm-hmm, if you agree with both parts or mm-hmm, if there's maybe one part that you want to change. All right. We, we addressed that we all think the Packers are in. They're going to beat Detroit. Yeah. So Packers, Packers are in, dot, dot, dot. The team you least want to face in the opening round is the Cowboys. The team you would most want to face in the opening round is the Vikings. So you're most confident because right now there's scenarios where they could play, as I understand it, they could play Philly. They could play Dallas. They could play uh, Minnesota and they could play. um, Help me. um, San Francisco, San Francisco. So there's four possibilities. So the team you would be most confident essentially in the Packers facing and beating is the Vikings. The team you'd be least confident. So you least want to face is Dallas. Most want to face, most confident, Minnesota. Least confident, least want to face, Dallas. Bart, mm-hmm or mm-mm? Cop-out answer first, and I guess I'll give you a real one. Uh, mm-mm. I have no preference who we play. I don't care. I have not looked at one scenario. It does not matter to me. They get in. You're, like, your confidence is that high is what you're saying? No, I just – I don't – just like I wasn't playing around with the uh, playoff scenarios at 4-8, and eight, like – I'm not focused on going one to know this week, Paul. You just, just, tell, just tell me where we're going. Well, honestly, I'm, I'm, just tell me where are we going? Where do we got to go? I don't want to go to any of them. I don't want to go to Dallas, lose to McCarthy after we beat them. I don't want to go to Minnesota. I would love to beat Minnesota again, and there's going to be some momentum riding. So I would That's- almost, I would almost argue that that would be the place you want to go, but I don't, I don't want to just be clear. That was my question. My question was that you would most want to face Minnesota, but I also, I don't want to lose to them. That would be dumb, especially after we just beat them. I don't want to go to San Francisco because we can never win, but I don't know. Is Brock Purdy still the real deal? I'd like to be the team that says no. And I don't want to go to Philadelphia because they're good. So I don't want to go. I don't want to go to any of those places. <laughs> I got news for you. If you're going to go to the Super Bowl, you're going to all those places. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if we're we're gonna we're gonna go to one. If I if I spend the whole week saying, "Well, I want to go here," and then maybe we don't have to go, we're gonna have to go to probably two or three of those places. So yeah. I don't care. They're gonna be in some order in some way. I guess if we're gonna lose, if we're gonna lose to Minnesota at some point, if that's gonna happen, I'd rather be early where the stakes are lower. But if we're going to beat them, I'd also like it to be early, too, so that they don't get that far. So I'm going to say the place I'd most like to go is Minnesota, and the place I'd least like to go is San Francisco based on the history. Okay. So, mm-mm. Grant? I would, I'm would. i going to cartwheel off of so many things that you just said. I, I love that we're making time to talk about this. So, mm-mm on Minnesota. I don't want to go to Minnesota. Here's why. I would love to beat them. Absolutely. Totally. If you could guarantee me that we're going to win, send me up there. Hell, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll bike up there. I'll walk up there. I, I'm all about it. The thing is, I see the Vikings losing at some point in this postseason. I, I don't believe in this team. So if we just let that naturally occur, Packers fans, we win. Right. Because we can say your season was a, it was you were hacks the whole time. We can't say that if they beat us in the playoffs. Right. If we lose in round one to San Francisco, they lose to Philly, but we can hold it over them. We beat you it late in the year. We, we were better than a bunch of hacks. 
if they beat us, we can't we can't do that. So I, I don't want to lose that card. We currently hold that trump card. We will lose it if we go up there to play. Dallas would be fun. I don't see Aaron Rodgers losing to Dallas in the playoffs at AT and T. I I just I think that's a game the Packers win. So bring that on. I would love to avoid San Francisco. I had a caller ask me the other day who's a Bears fan. He said, Grant, which team would you like to see least? And I asked him, have you seen National Treasure? Because I will I will uh, kind of uh, quote my one of the best lines of that movie is at the end when Harvey Keitel's character is talking to Nicolas Cage. And he's like, OK, they're making a deal. And he's like, all right, Ben, what can I give you? And Ben's like, I would really like to not go to prison. Like, I can't begin to describe how much I don't want to go to prison. I can't begin to describe how much I do not want to lose to the 49ers in the mm. playoffs. I do not. I do not want to go there. I, I don't. I'll, I'll take More Philly. More than the Vikings? Um, that's what I'm wondering. I think the most well, crushing, the most, here's another, the most crushing yeah. defeat between losing at Philly, losing at Minnesota, losing at San Francisco, losing at Dallas, mm-hmm. the most crushing defeat as a Packers fan would be to lose in Minnesota. Minnesota I would have yeah. assumed. Yeah. Minnesota. And then I think next would be San Francisco. There's obviously layers to this. Yeah. I think you made the case that any of these top contenders in the NFC could be had. On though, any though, though, don't forget yeah. the Mike McCarthy aspect of losing in Dallas. I don't, I, this, this Cowboys team, if the Packers lose to Detroit, which they won't, or they're bounced early in the playoffs, I'll probably cheer for this Cowboys team. I, no, I don't, right. Totally. Yeah. But and, and if McCarthy play? knocks us out, I don't, I don't know that that will bother me any more or less than any of these other teams not named Minnesota. I, I honestly don't think it would bother me that much. I, I would be okay with seeing this Cowboys team succeed. This is a very likable Cowboys team. I, I like this I, team. I agree. And I like Dak Prescott. So I want to, you know, I don't want to like, Derek Carr him too quickly but like are we sure Dak is that much better than Derek Carr like that yeah, he's Howard not heard always says he's Kirk Cousins with better PR which is just that's just great that's just no. a great that's fantastic Dak we don't, we don't think Dak's good I mean did you watch some of like since he's come back from his injury like I don't the know Cowboys are best when Dak is not so if we were a Cowboys pod, would you be asking if we should start Cooper Rush? Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't think so. I I think to, let's build on what Grant was just saying. They're better when Dak is not playing. Why is that? Because they focus on Pollard more when Cooper Rush is the quarterback. They focus on the running game more. It's just a different style. Yeah, so, they're, they're better when they don't ask Dak to do a lot. I think they're better right. with Dak. But when his role is less and he has right. to carry less of a load, the team is better. And of course, they put less on Cooper Rush because he's not as good as Dak. So I would just assign the, you know, the Cooper Rush game plan, but with Dak as quarterback, who's better than Cooper Rush. So I don't think I'd be asking mm-hmm or mm-hmm Bart to that if it was the Cowboys pod. But I, I just don't know if I see Dak Prescott as a Super Bowl quarterback. It's like, tough. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know what's what they said about Brad Johnson. Do you yeah. feel that about Brock Purdy? Do you feel that about a dinged up Jalen Hurts? Like, this is the thing. You well, can make a case that the Packers could go in and beat any one of these well, teams on any given Sunday. Yeah, and all the Super Bowl quarterbacks are in the AFC. Well, also, let's be very realistic. Although, okay? man, he's got Brady and Rodgers. I was going to say, let's be, realistic. Let, let, let's, let's be realistic about this. Brady. Tampa Bay and Tom are going to the Super Bowl. So we can talk all we want about <laughs> San Francisco, oh, Philly. and Get out of here. I, yeah, they are. Just as an NFL viewer, I really – anything else? Oh, okay. Oh, God. If it, As an NFL viewer, would I rather the Vikings than have to watch another Tom Brady Super Bowl? I don't want to answer that question. Oh, um, no, you're not close at all. Yeah. But, but, but having Minnesota there, 
gives you a hardcore rooting interest. No, Again. I don't want a rooting interest. I want to watch a Super Bowl to just enjoy the game. I yeah. don't want – if the Packers aren't in it, that's why – what was the year that was so nice? Was it last year, Rams and uh, – Yeah. Rams no. and Bengals. Bengals. I just yeah. watched the game enjoyed the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that's fair. I, I, I definitely would be thinking that Dak could be the next Derek Carr. And by the way, are we – Bart, have you on this pod yet, like, demolished Rami Makhlouf? Have you publicly done no, that yet? Or no, I just I went through some old tweets uh, the other day and retweeted when Rami was saying that Derek Carr is better than Josh Allen, who I still think Rami thinks Josh Allen is Josh Rose, and I'm pretty sure that he still thinks that. I'd I'd, I'd like to take a moment uh, this opportunity to denounce Rami Maklov in in one context in in that you had him on CBS Sports Radio and you build him as a Kings guy, and he is. Don't say you haven't been to a game. Don't say you haven't. Lie. It's fine. No one gives a shit. Lie. Yeah. Lie yeah. I, he says, I actually haven't been to a game yet. I hear they're fun. Yeah. And it's the Golden One Center. It's not the Golden One Arena. So, let, like, as someone who watches a lot of Kings basketball and has for I got four, years, four hours of national time, which is so rare and so precious. And I bring mm-hmm. on a dear friend to give him a boost to talk Kings. And he doesn't know the name of the arena because he never even – sniffed out where it could possibly be also what is he doing in sacramento what occupies his time to where he can't go see a kid that should have been first week first week you go to a king's game well he's got a dog and uh... (laughs) yeah that was um yeah i was listening i was in the bathroom at the time i was brushing my teeth i remember where i was and i'm like you you haven't been don't admit you haven't been i mean you're way more of a king's guy than rami I also thought that in the moment, but that's a little narcissistic of me. They've been my West Coast team for years. I was gutted when they traded Halliburton. Not on the level of the hater trade, but it was up there. Yeah. Um, me and Sparky bond over our, his son's a big Kings fan, I guess. we He texts me sometimes when the King get, get big wins. And to say that, you know, oh, I look forward to getting to a game. Fucking lie and say that you've been to a lot of them. It makes no difference. By the way, I was going to comment that we got through this whole pod without any swears. Sorry. And now... But that's hey, we this is still like an hour's worth of uh PG rated content. I think PG maybe maybe went PG, but no swear. Uh, went pretty. Oh, far. I talked about getting jacked off in a popcorn. I fe- I feel like you alluded to it. You alluded now. to it. Now you've really just decided, like, let's just be very explicit about uh, what's happening. Um, I want to answer my own topic. <laughs> yeah, Paul. What do you think? By the way. I, well, I feel like you come up with these topics and then you, you know, you wait for us to give our, Paul's always like, I don't really know my thought yet. I'm still framing it. I'll let you guys take all the shit. <laughs> it's uh, in the workshop. It's in the workshop. Hey, you know why that is? Because I don't want to flip flop. I'm wow. still deciding how I feel about something. I think that's, I'm, I am thinking out loud. Um, I would say too, I am definitely a, well, okay. Mm-hmm or mm-mm, grant wins Quarterback wins are a good stat. Mm-hmm. They're, because people are too anti-quarterback wins now. People are saying quarterback wins are not at all a stat. They're they're pretty they're a pretty big part of it. They're, okay. We need to we yeah. Bart, you're nodding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm or mm-hmm. Quarterback wins are a good stat, a representative stat. Well, because of what Grant said, people are so anti-quarterback wins. Yeah. They're not everything, but they're not nothing. And lots of people say the quarterback wins are nothing. That, that's not true. That's so not true. I don't. That's not true. So I would tell you historically, I would have said, Mm-mm, 
quarterback wins are not a good representative stat. I do agree. Like the conversation has probably shifted too far, too quickly to too far of like an extreme, but I would have historically told you like Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a record. The Packers have a record with him as quarterback. So like, I know it's kind of like an annoying nuance, but I would have said that now here's why I bring that question up to answer the original topic. San Francisco is obviously a perpetual thorn in the Packers side. And I don't want to say quarterback wins and all of this other stuff, but if an Aaron Rodgers led team loses to a Brock Purdy led team, then what are we even doing? We think about like roster construction at the NFL level as you get a quarterback and then you figure the rest out. If you don't have a quarterback, you have nothing. If Mr. Irrelevant rookie Brock Purdy leads the 49ers, even at home past a $60 million cap hit quarterback, in Aaron Rodgers, I don't, you know what I mean? Like that, for me, that is a game changer in terms of the way that I think, and, and again, one example does not make a case, right? It Maybe that's the outlier, but yeah, I'm well, not worried about San Francisco because I, and by the way, you need a quarterback, I, Paul, you need a, so, so then why, then why are you worried about San Francisco? You're worried that Brock Purdy is going to beat Aaron Rodgers. What? Like, you know, I, I, so talk me through that then, because I can't believe that is possible. Some of these Super Bowl winners, and if they don't have a great quarterback, it's their defense is historically good. So mm-hmm. the Niners have a very good defense. Also, uh, the Niners do have a lot of other weapons, and this is why we always want more weapons. It's we got to focus on McCaffrey, we got to focus on Debo, we got to focus on Kittle, and that's gonna allow a guy to get open, and that's gonna allow like Ray, what's his name? McLeod, the third, Ray Ray. or Jawan Johnson, or uh, Jennings. I mean, you're, you're gonna have these guys pop a couple touchdowns, and all just... of a sudden, all of a sudden, Brock Purdy's got 297 and three touchdowns, and it's like, oh my god, he beat the Packers. You just have, I, you need a quarter, you need a quarterback. So, Do- so, but then we're saying, but then we're saying Brock Purdy is a quarterback. Like, I mean, duh, but I'm saying like, he is, he is more often than not. You win with the quarterback. The Niners are a special case because they've got such great skilled players. Why, why, why are they a special case? Because I I don't think the Niners are that much better at talent acquisition. Like they've traded for some players. I think the Niners have an aura about them on both sides of the ball. Like, well, I think like the chiefs, like Mahomes makes all those guys outside of Kelsey. Let's everyone up. But with the Niners, the other guys lift up Purdy or Jimmy or Trey. But, but what is it about the Niners? There are other teams with good running backs, with a good left tackle, Trent Williams. Like, what is it about I, the I Niners? I don't know. LaFleur can't beat his friend. And, and that's what I'm saying. They, they have this edge, and it's on defense, too, and it doesn't matter. It was Salah, now it's D'Amico Ryans. These guys, like, they're not all first-round picks on defense, but they hit really hard, and they play this brand of football that is just different than everyone else. And I don't know if it's because they have more cap space because of their quarterback. I don't think it's because they draft that much better. I just think it's it's an organizational thing. I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. But it's something that the Packers absolutely do not have. The Niners have it 100%. The Packers have it 1%. And we've seen that a couple times in the last decade. Yeah. I, so I guess I'm I'm not going to put San Francisco in my – list on either direction but but again like i just a brock purdy led team being an aaron Rodgers led team is it should be extremely unlikely it just if quarterback is the most important position in sports not in football in sports which i think is totally fair and accurate 
Mm-hmm. It just it shouldn't happen. It it could happen. It could happen if the talent disparity everywhere else is that significant. Then it and the home field advantage and the Lafleur okay. versus Shanahan factor. There's there's other things. Um, Dallas, I'm definitely definitely down on Dak. So I'm not. I would say Philly, and again, Bart, I know you, you you can rightfully give me a hard time about this because I'm I'm waffling as I think this through as I talk this through and I have a, a live uh, brainstorm waffle. But the Eagles, I, I don't know what to make of the fact that they haven't won in a while. Like, did they peak? Like, or does Jalen Hurts come back and they're just the Eagles again? They lost I two think, games. But I mean, they were undefeated four weeks ago. It's like, a what have you done for me lately league, Bart. And by the way, and by the way, Philly, if they lose and don't get the number one seed this upcoming weekend, that would be three losses in a row. Now oh, they, they lost at Dallas barely with Gardner Minshew, and then they just lost to the Saints in a game that they, your your Eagles thing is weird. You, so you're just you're just convinced they just, you know Jalen Hurts comes back and they just if this what? was the Packers and they were without Rodgers for two games and then Jordan Love started and they barely lost to Dallas and then lost at home to a Saints team, and they blew the number one seed. Would we be freaking out? We'd say, no, wait till Rodgers gets back. And then we'd say, well, he might be hurt. And you'd say, ah, he's played hurt his whole life. I just, I just wonder how much the momentum for the rest of the team. Vibes. Yeah. The vi- I mean, you, you learn how to win. You learn how to lose all those cliches. I don't know. I'm gonna, but in Minnesota, to, to round out the question, you know, I'm sure everyone's talked about it this week. They have a negative point differential this season. Like they have, they've given up more points than they've scored. The Vikings have. Well, they suck. I think the scariest team for the Packers to face. I'm going to say Philly. And I. What the fuck? <laughs> this is how it works, Bart. When you're when you're going through your thoughts. You just you didn't think I was going there. Um, I thought you were gonna say the Bucks. They they can't go to Tampa yet. Well, yet, yeah. I don't want to go to U.S. Bank. I I don't want to go up there. That play that's a really hard place to play. It's a really hard place. Is to that play. where the Sacramento Kings play? <laughs> U.S. Bank. I haven't yeah. got out to a game yet. The United States Bank Arena. All right, finish State. finish your answer. Yeah, we'll I think I think Philly up. would be the toughest. I think. Um, yeah, because they run the football. And I think you would most want to go to Minnesota because I think Minnesota is the least of those four teams. I think Minnesota is the worst of the four, so you want to play the worst of the four. Boys, I cherish each of your friendship and camaraderie. And I'm glad that you two are getting to know each other a little better. And by the way, Grant, guess what I've listened to on podcast since we last did this? Oh, what's that? The Wisco Sports Show outstanding yeah i've been listening to uh death cab for cutie and the wallflowers because i'm trying to better get a grasp on the music of the people who i hang out well, with. i asked my death cab friend uh i asked him that you told me which album to start with and i i think we agreed on transatlanticism okay i listened to december 21st matt lafleur erasure and eric seeger episode i'm looking at um, at my listens here I listened to. Wait, where's the rest of mine? Uh, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this episode. So thank you not, guys. Not poo pooing this loss. This defense reeks. Right, well, I'm ending the show. That's fine. I was just Paul's trying to prove his love to Grant. It's time to go.
Thanks, everyone. Uh, Live Bucks after Raptors. Live Bucks after Raptors. Thank God.